<laughs> Welcome to Facing Fear with Sarah. My name is Sarah McInerney Hawk. I am your host. I went from 30 flirty and thriving to 30 flirty and surviving. I was diagnosed with breast cancer at age 30, and prior to that, I had faced a lot of fears in life, which led me to creating this podcast in 2019. Fast forward, here we are many years later, and I've interviewed over 100 different guests with many stories of how they face fear while remaining unapologetically authentic. That is what we are here to do, encourage you to live your life unapologetically and authentically. The Facing Fear world recently got a little bit bigger because a new part of it is in the world, and that's my book, my very first book. It's called Does Carcinoma Mean Cancer? It covers the four days between being tested for cancer and finding out that I had it, and the funny things that happened in between. Well, you know, funny, happy, sad, etc. It can be found anywhere on Amazon, and it's a graphic memoir, which means it is 70% art, 30% text, and it's 74 pages long. So it's something you could read in one sitting, revisit multiple times because the art has a lot of dual meanings and I'm so proud of it. Go check it out on Amazon or facingfearwithsarah.com backslash book. All right, let's get into this week's episode. Happy Monday, everyone. We've been so focused on looking forward into this new decade and setting goals and ambitions and ideas and accomplishments. I mean, it's exhausting. No wonder people quit New Year's resolutions. I'm actually not a fan of the phrase, never look back, just move forward. That's obviously applicable for some situations, which cause us deep pain and loss. But I think it's important to look back when you need a boost of self-confidence specifically. Where did you start? Where have you been? Where are you now? In this episode, I will take a look back at a string of events that started with a tragedy for me, turned into completing a whole 30, and then landed me a master's in business administration. So how in the world are these things related? Let me explain. Oh, and stick around until the end. Anyone who is interested in Whole30, I've got some expert advice for you from Emily Nichols, an official Whole30 coach right here in Indianapolis. Hello there, you're listening to Facing Fear with me, Sarah McInerney. On this podcast, I talk to individuals who have stared down their fears and are living unapologetically authentic lives and defining success on their own terms. We are here to share vulnerable stories, get real, and motivate you to think about your own fears and how to conquer them. So let's get started. Hindsight is always 2020, right? Oh gosh, I probably shouldn't even have said that or started this episode off in that way since that's basically a pun now and it's actually 2020, but you know what I mean. Often when we look back at regrets, decisions, or hard times in life, it's so much clearer months or years later that we went through what we did for a reason. And I'm going to share an example of that in my life. As I'm sharing, I want you to think about a hard time in your life when you thought you hit rock bottom. It was the end of the world. You'll never get over this obstacle. You'll never move this mountain. How did that feel? What was the scenario? 
But today, you're living, breathing, and listening to this now. So you made it through. Somehow, some way, you did. Sometimes looking back is a boost of self-confidence and reminds us, I can do hard things. From 2014 to 2016, I rode a massive high of thinking I was physically invincible. I really leaned into CrossFit and pulled a few tricks out of my gymnastics bag. Mind you, I quit when I was 10. I really didn't have that many skills. Through the strength that CrossFit gave me and the guts I had thinking nothing could hurt me, I started messing around in the gym. I was doing back handsprings, back tucks at the end of a workout, doing a pistol squat on top of a kettlebell handle because I saw someone on Instagram do it. So, of course, I had to do it for the gram. And eventually, I stepped it up a notch and decided to sign up for an adult gymnastics class. I went for a few weeks and it was awesome. I loved doing hard strength work and revisiting some skills I hadn't done in years and doing things that really spike your adrenaline, even if it's as small as just walking across the beam on your tiptoes. One day on floor, I decided, okay, just one more. It was on that one more round off back handspring back tuck that I tore my right ACL meniscus for a second time. To be fair, the gym I went to was completely safe and had great coaches. It was a freak accident. I had done this move a hundred times before and a few days before that day and a few times before in other classes. That time, my knee just happened to explode a little bit. This injury devastated me in many ways and really messed with my mind. My invincibility broke and so did my heart and honestly, my mind for a little while. My self confidence plummeted. I'll save you the details of the rest and recovery I went through, but here's where we bridge from the tragedy to completing the whole 30. While I was resting on and off my feet for weeks on end, I read anything I could get my hands on. At the time, I was staying at my Aunt Jones, and she's got all the good books in the world, including the whole 30 book. I read the entire book and even researched further. I decided to give it a try a few months later. Whole30 is as simple as eating real food for 30 days. It is quite challenging in that you have to cut out sugar, alcohol, grains, legumes, and dairy. I am someone who is naturally pretty healthy, but I have a huge sweet tooth and never can have one of anything. It's always two donuts, four pieces of pizza, you get the picture. And you have to make almost every single thing you eat on the Whole30. So, like I said, a real challenge. If you haven't heard of the Whole30 before, give it a search. It's really popular right now because it's January and everybody wants to start their year off on the right foot. And it's a good time to kind of join in solidarity and be with other people who are also giving up many things right now to make themselves healthier. And if you missed the boat, check it out anyways, because maybe you can do one in February. My first one I did in February 2017, and I completed it 100% to the rules. This was a big deal for me because I had always justified in my head for so long that I didn't really have to care about what I ate because I worked out so hard. But being just a few months out of surgery, guess what I wasn't doing? working out. I had to do this experiment. I put my head down and did the work. And like I said, I finished it 100% to the rules for 30 straight days. As I mentioned at the top of this episode, we do have a special bonus guest, Emily Nichols, Whole30 coach and self-care expert. She brought a gift for the Facing Fear listeners. Go to her website, emily-nichols.com and use the code FACINGFEAR, all caps, no spaces, 15% off 
private coaching. This includes 45 days of food freedom with someone who is an expert and will hold you accountable. EmilyNichols.com using code FACINGFEAR to get your 15% off private coaching. I felt so much pride from doing Whole30 that it gave me this high of starting to think about, wow, if I can do that, what else can I do in life? So I revisited my life bucket list and a pretty large question came to me from eating a few more veggies for 30 days. Kind of ridiculous, right? But I looked back at those 30 days and thought of the strength it took to turn down the treats and pizza and cheese and cheese and did I mention you can't have dairy on Whole30? I rode that wave of pride hard. And sometimes that's exactly what you need in life. A little taste of invincibility. A somewhat false sense of, you know what? F it. I can do anything. And then sometimes you put your thoughts into action and enroll in an MBA program before it's too late. And now here I am two years later with a master's in business administration degree. After much hard work and determination, I no doubt learned from Whole30. And this is why I enjoy looking back and I stress looking back to that mindset you were in and thinking about how you never thought you could do that or you could overcome that or you would move past it like where where are you now you're in a better place and even if it's one percent better it's just a little bit better when I tore my ACL I was honestly mostly embarrassed because the way I did it was because I was messing around in a gymnastics gym at the age of 25 and then it came with the stress of okay how am I going to do this how am I going to pay for this like you're not a little kid with an injury anymore and you're not an athlete on a team I'm just me by myself and now I have this large problem on my hands all because of myself Having that surgery caused me to slow the F down and read and read and read. And one of those books just happened to be a really awesome game changer for me. And then I decided to do that. And after completing that, I decided that I'm going to ride this wave of I can do whatever I want in life. I can do hard things. And that's the origination of why I signed up to get my MBA. Sometimes it's fun to look back and try to link these events together because As you can look back, you can think of the pain and the hard times, but think of what that led you to. I bet there is a silver lining in there somewhere. We deserve to ride the few and far between waves of pride we feel. When you feel it coming, lean into it. Relax and enjoy it. Because you know what you're going to do five minutes later? Open a social media app and see someone else you admire doing whatever you just did on a bigger and better scale. And then your wave of pride will be over so fast you will drown. Dramatic? but true. In conclusion, set all of the new decade and year goals you want, but don't forget to look back. And I don't mean the holiday version of look back at old photos and memories. I mean, really think about it. Think of some of your failing or painful moments. Look where you are now. Whether that's 10 steps forward or two, you've taken a step. Oh, and to add a little PS note here, I highly suggest meeting your heroes when you have the opportunity to in life. I've gotten to meet some people I admire I never thought I'd come within 100 miles of, and it's been awesome. A year after completing the Whole30, the creator, Melissa, went on a book tour. She unfortunately skipped Indianapolis, so friends and I decided to drive to Cincinnati on the crack of dawn one early Saturday morning to see her speak. At that time, I was five months away from completing my MBA and eager to tell this badass lady her life's work drastically changed mine beyond Whole30. I am so thankful and glad I got the opportunity to meet her and to let her know that what this one life change did for me. 
So now I get to introduce you to our special bonus guest. And I decided to bring a bonus guest on this solo episode because I want you to be able to explore it if you think that's something for you. And what better way to do that than bring in an expert, somebody besides me. (laughs) So Emily is a nonprofit professional, fitness instructor, Whole30 certified coach, and host of the Self-Care Isn't Selfish podcast. She is a wife to her husband, Dustin, and boy mom to Dylan and Tyler. So I'm going to let Emily have the floor and go over some keys to Whole30 success so maybe you can give it a try and see where it takes you. The first tip I would really give you is maybe find someone to be accountable to. For me, it was my spouse because we were doing it at the same time. You could do it with a friend. You could do it with another loved one. Or you could just put it out on social media and share your Whole30 journey and be accountable with showing up every day, showing people what you're eating and how you're feeling. Um, The next tip would be to keep it simple. Um, There are so many wonderful recipe developers in the Whole30 world. If you follow the Whole30 Recipes Instagram account, the recipes they make are just beautiful. But there's a lot of steps (laughs) involved. And if you're like me, I'm a busy mom. I have a lot of things going on. I need to keep my meals simple. So I really focus on kind of like what Melissa Urban, the creator of Whole30 says, is, you know, meat with stuff on top of stuff on top of stuff. So I'll focus on something really simple like cauliflower rice with some ground turkey, some stir fry veggies and avocado, maybe some Tessie Mays ranch on top, something really simple like that. Um, and you know, whole 30 really taught me to get really creative in the kitchen and that, um, I could do simple things like that with whatever was in my fridge and just kind of do a little fridge forage to find out what would work best. Um, my next tip would be to focus on what you can have versus on what you can't have. So, okay, let me start with what you can't have. When you do a whole 30, you can't have grains, dairies, legume, processed sugar, alcohol, and a couple other little things like soy. So that sounds like a lot. And you're probably thinking, so what do I even eat? (laughs) So you focus on the quality meats, fruits, veggies, healthy fats like avocados and nuts. And there's a lot of really great Whole30 approved products that you can use now as well. So thinking about (laughs) what you can't have all the time is really going to put a big negative mindset on you versus focusing on all the wonderful things you can have and expanding your taste buds. You know, one thing I never ate before Whole30 was beets, and now I love beets, and I have them all the time. Um, Another tip, oh, I could give you a lot of tips. I'll keep it to five. (laughs) Another tip would to be really focusing on your non-scale victories. One of the other side rules of the Whole30 is to not step on the scale for 30 days. And I can't tell you how many clients I've worked through through my coaching business where maybe about halfway through, they're like, Emily, I've lost 10 pounds. And I'm like, that, yeah, <laughs> total face palm to the head. And I'm like, that's great, but you're not supposed to step on the scale. And the reason being is because we've grown up in a diet culture where a lot of people feel like their worth is determined by the number on the scale. And when you focus on non-scale victories versus the number on the scale, it really helps change your mindset because the whole point of the Whole30 is to change your habits and relationship around food. So if you're not 
stepping on the scale every day, but you're noticing, oh, my pants feel a little bit better. Or you know what? My skin is clearer. I'm sleeping way better. You know, sleep was a huge non-scale victory for my husband that still continues to this day, five days, five years later. Um, so really focusing on those non-scale victories will help get you through to the end. Um, one of the most important things, I'll give you two more tips, um, is your why, why you're doing a Whole30. I have a lot of clients come to me and say, well, I want to lose weight. What, what can you help me with? I'm like, well, weight loss can be a wonderful positive side effect to Whole30, but it's more so changing. You know, for me, for example, when I, before Whole30, when I was really, really stressed, I would turn to alcohol or sugar. And, you know, if I had a little bit of ice cream, I would have the whole carton of ice cream. Now, when I'm stressed, I can rely on doing some yoga or just going outside and getting fresh air or having my favorite tea. Or if I find myself at a birthday party, you know, I'm not going to have three pieces of cake because I know the sugar is going to make me break out the next couple of days, but I know it's worth it to me to have one piece of cake and it's going to taste really good and I'm going to enjoy that moment. And then my last tip would be don't skip the reintroduction. Let me say that again for the people in the back. Don't skip the reintroduction. Please, please don't. I skipped it on my very first round and big mistake huge mistake. So the reason being is you can take yourself through either a 10-day reintroduction or a slower roll just as you wish to reintroduce these foods that you eliminated for 30 days. And you do it systematically. So say day 31, you add some legumes. So you have peanut butter, you have some black beans, for example. You go back to eating Whole30 for a couple of days and see how your body reacts. If you're like, oh, I'm super bloated, then you have that data to, to take with you into your food freedom that oh, legumes make me bloat. And then from there, you decide when it's worth it to you or not to have those things. Um, so don't skip the reintroduction because the whole point of the Whole30 is to find out how these foods that are not necessarily good or bad, they just may affect you in a way differently than what it may affect someone else. So it gives you that data you need to move into your food freedom, decide what foods are worth it to you or not, and eventually not have to do a Whole30 ever again. You know, five years later, I don't do Whole30 anymore because I don't need it. I know what my version of food freedom looks like. And I intuitively kind of eat more of a paleo Whole30 ish life. But I enjoy sweets. I enjoy margaritas. I love pizza, usually a gluten free though, because bread and me don't, don't doesn't agree with me. But I learned that through my reintroduction of my Whole30 journey. So thanks again to Emily for popping up as my first special bonus guest and for sharing those awesome pieces of advice if you are thinking about a Whole30. Go check out her podcast, Self-Care Isn't Selfish. Whew, amen to that. Anywhere you listen. And don't forget about using your 15% off code FACINGFEAR at emily-nichols.com. You will get 45 days of food freedom with a partner to hold you accountable the entire way. And Emily is providing that discount from now until the end of 2020. So you have whenever you want to figure out if you want to explore some food freedom. Thanks again for listening. See you next Monday. You made it to the end of the episode. So I'm going to give you a little surprise. I was recently published in the Wildfire Magazine. It is the first and only publication for and by those who are too young to be affected by breast cancer. And you can go get this issue at a discount. So visit wildfirecommunity.org and use code wildfire15 or even better, 
Use the link in my social media, in the show notes today. And if you use that particular link and the code, you can not only save yourself money, but you can also earn me a little bit of money as I get a kickback from every purchase used under Sarah's link. So go check it out in the show notes. The issue is themed the new normal. And this is relatable for anybody who's been through some kind of storm in life and is trying to figure out who they are and who and what and how and why life goes on afterwards. So check it out. Go visit wildfirecommunity.org. Use code wildfire15 to save on your version of a print or digital copy of the latest issue called The New Normal. Thank you so, so much for your support.